talked about a number of different topics here on talking softball with coach B and, you know, anytime we talk about the game or we get engaged about the game of softball, we're communicating, right? Any form of communication becomes key. Uh, And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about communication skills. And the reason I bring this up is I feel like all fall during our games or watching other games, I, I either catch myself saying it as a coach, I hear my assistant coaches say it, or I hear other coaches on other teams say it, ladies, we need to communicate. We hear that a lot, right? There's those catchphrases out there in our game that we hear over and over, and, and it just seems to me that communication is becoming the topic for more of that. And then, you know, we'll have conversations amongst ourselves and, you know, golly, my team just doesn't communicate. You know, if they could take their phone out there and text each other, they communicate a lot better. You know, we joke about that, but we have to understand in today's society, we don't have as much face-to-face or verbal communication as we used to, right? You know, we're talking about teenagers who the last time they had a full year of what we want to say normal school was like three years ago, right? We went through the Zoom period, went through online versus in-person last year, you know, and this year we're trying to get back to a semi-normal environment of of in-person in the classroom, right? So talking to people on the academic side, I hear them talking about, man, kids just don't know how to communicate. Well, then we get out on the softball field and we're having the same conversation, so I think this is a good topic for us today. I think it's a topic that that we're all thinking about and trying to address. But one of our problems is we have limited time in select softball, and you've heard me say that a lot. We just have limited time to practice and, and work on those things that are important to knowing the game and understanding the game. And then we just go right into game situations. And then in game situations, it becomes apparent what our teams aren't prepared to do. And and I just talk about my team. From our experience, this year, we're just not communicating very well yet. And obviously, there's some reasons for that. You know, we have five players back off of last year's team. So we have a number of new players that are trying to get to know each other and and get comfortable playing with each other. But we've been together now for a couple of months. And, you know, we're still, when those things happen in a game and it becomes a critical play, runner on second base, ball gets hit to the outfield, and, you know, it's hitting the gap and it's not hit directly at an outfielder, so they're having to take an angle and get to the ball. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, two, 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 You know, we're not going to throw that kid out at the plate, and the outfielder comes up and throws all the way through to the plate. We don't get the out at home plate, and then the batter runner advances to second base. And basically, we've given up a run and created the same situation we were in before that at bat happened, right? And then we stand up and we yell, we need to communicate. Somebody needs to cut that throw and talk about it. So... You know, how do we develop communication skills? How do we understand how to communicate properly, right? 
you know, because I think that's a big issue also. You know, not only is it on the field, but it's in the dugout. It's off the field in between games. You know, we're talking about teenage girls in most cases, right? And teenage boys aren't much different, but it seems to me that sometimes girls can say some things that are just absolutely hateful. And they just say it off the cuff like it doesn't really mean anything, right? But also, how many times have they texted that message to each other? Or how many times have they they sent a message like that electronically to each other and not thought about the ramifications of it, right? So I think we're seeing some of that trickle in as a result of not being accountable for electronic communication, that now it's trickling into our face-to-face verbal conversation with each other. But let's talk a little bit about how communication fits in our game, you know, because we all spend a ton of time on skill development, right? We spend a lot of time on, on our skill development, talking about offensive skills, defensive skills, base running skills, whatever it may be, pitching, right? But we, we don't really do a lot with communication. Right. You know, we try to in our practices when we get a chance to work out, I always tell our players, you know, you have to imagine there's 5,000 people sitting in the bleachers watching the game and they're screaming and hollering and you have to be able to communicate with each other and get your point across to each other very quickly and you have to be louder than all of that exterior noise that's taking place, right? And you have to know how to react quickly to make that happen. And a lot of times we don't take the time at practice to create those situations where we have to communicate. And, you know, we may have to change the communication, right? You know, there may be a situation where a ball hit to the outfield and we line it up and we're communicating that the relay needs to go to three. But then we need to make an overcall because we're not going to get the out at third, but we have a chance to get the out at second. And that overcall has to happen quickly so that we can get a chance to get that out, right? And, you know, we think that those things can be learned in games. You know, a lot of times we we may not have the practice time to work on it, but, you know, we're going to use the game as a learning environment for our skills. You know, I, I hear from coaches sometimes, well, you know, we use our games as learning tools, not as opportunities to win. We're not trophy chasers. We're not worried about winning or losing our games. Well, the objective of a game is to play to win or lose, right? If we're not teaching our players how to win games, we're missing out on that side of development also, right? But I I, I agree to a point that You know, there's some things that happen in a game that we can't recreate in practice, but when they do happen, we need to address them. And and we do have to come back into a practice environment and do a walkthrough or do something where we can work on the communication needed to be successful the next time. You know, again, I'll use my team as an example. You know, next time we get together and practice, we're going to work a lot on our outfield communication because we've had an issue this fall giving up extra bases to trail runners because we're always trying to make a play on the lead runner. Well, sometimes we have to accept the fact that the lead runner is going to score, but we're going to minimize damage and we're going to keep that trail runner from advancing 
in, in putting them in scoring position. So now we're potentially giving up another run. But, you know, I think that it's really important for us to teach communication to our young coaches out there. There's ways to do it, right? There's team building drills. There's team building activities that can teach our players how to communicate. But we really have to try to replicate the game as much as possible in practice and really emphasize the communication. You know, just take it for an example, okay? Runner on second base, less than two outs. What needs to be communicated pre-pitch or before the ball being put in play, okay? Well, the communication that happens between pitcher and catcher, right? There's nonverbal communication there we call pitch signals, right? Well, it's not just between the pitcher and the catcher. The middle infielders need to take that information and they need to relay that information to the outfielders. And then the outfielders have to process the information and say, okay, wherever the pitch location is expected to be in, out, up, down, hard, change up, whatever it may be, is going to dictate where the ball will possibly be hit. So I need to make sure I'm anticipating a ball hit in that direction. And, and not only the outfielders, but also the infielders to get that signal, right? So there was a lot of communication right there just on the pitch call, right? Well, if there's a runner on second base, everybody on the field has to be communicating about what's going to happen when the ball's put in play. Ball hit behind the runner, you know, our second baseman needs to be communicating, you know, where they're going to go with their play, right? They're not going to throw it to third. They're going one with it, right? And defensive players in front of the runner they need to make sure they're talking about who has bad coverage, what's happening. There might be a steal situation, right? If the hitter shows bunt, is our second baseman going to charge or is she turning and talking to the shortstop saying you have the bag or is the coach communicating what coverage might be ran, right? There's always the opportunity for a bunt being popped up, right, trying to advance that runner. And if that runner's running, then we have to, in our mind, communicate, hey, I got to make that play at second base. She didn't tag up, right? In the outfield, those outfielders are talking pre-pitch about, hey, a ball hit hard at you on the ground. You're going four. Ball hit to the line or hitting the gap. You know, we're not going to have a play at four. We need to make sure we keep the trail runner from advancing to second base, right? Ball in the air. We need to make sure are we in a position where we have an opportunity to throw that runner out tagging or if she's not moving, are we, again, just going to bring the ball back in the infield and keep her from advancing? You know, infielders have to be prepared to talk about, you know, is that runner tagging? You know, we always talk about bird dogging the base runner. Somebody has to be responsible for bird dogging the base runner. And if she is tagging and advancing, there needs to be a call made on that, right? And even the dugout has to be engaged in communicating, right? If she's stealing, we need to have a runner call. If a ball gets put in play to the outfield and she's running the bags, we need to know if she's going four. There needs to be communication there. Somebody in the dugout needs to be watching to see, hey, did she touch third base? Did she tag? Did she not tag? There's all kinds of communication, and I'm, just, I'm not even talking about all of it. I'm just bringing up, for instances, in different options in those situations. But there's a ton of communication on every play, right?
runner on first base. Middle infielders have to let the pitcher know, I've got the bag. Ball hit back to you, I've got the bag. Middle infielders have to communicate who's got the bag on steal coverage, right? Corner infielders, we need to be talking about, you know, if they bunt, I'm going to go hard for the bunt. If I don't get it, I'm getting back to the bag. If I field the ball, she's telling her pitcher that she's got to cover third, you know, or whoever that responsibility is. But there's all kinds of communication always happening even before the ball gets put in play. And then once the ball gets put in play, we have to be able to communicate and make a quick decision, communicate properly, be loud, and get the play executed based on that communication, right? So that's in-game on the field communication. In the dugout communication, oh my. You know, and even on the field. You know, we had a situation recently, got a little outfielder, she likes, she's a pretty good leader, but sometimes she, she takes it a little too far and, and really gets directed on telling people what they need to be doing, right? You need to make that play. You need to catch that ball. You need to make that throw. Is that really the communication tool we want, or is it better off that we include everyone in there and say, hey, we need to make a play right here. We need to make sure we catch that ball and we make that play. Right? Are those two different forms of communication? There's a lot of similarities in them, but they're different. Because if I include myself in that communication, then I'm not talking down to anybody else, right? And, and we don't ever want to be in a situation on the field or in the dugout where someone is talking down to their teammates, right? We don't want to have a situation where, as coaches, we don't want to be talking down to our players because then we're separating ourselves from the group. If that player is talking down to her teammates, then she's elevating herself. She hadn't said it out loud, but she's in her tone and in her manner of communication, she's saying, I don't make those mistakes. You all need to quit doing that. That's probably not the best form of communication in the middle of a game that we can be using. So I think, we, I think that as coaches, as players, as parents, we have to be aware of how we're talking to each other. Inter-team communication or inter-team communication are both critical during the game. I don't think there's ever a time where we banter back and forth with opposing teams. There's no need for that. There's no need for bantering amongst teammates. And I think that we have to understand how important that is. In the dugout on the field, we've talked about that. One other area that I think is huge, and I, I, I don't think that everybody on a team has to be best friends or be sisters or those things. I think when you get between the white lines, you all play with a common goal, and that common goal is to win, right? But when you get outside the white lines, everybody has their own life to live. But we have to be aware of what we say about our teammates, our teams, our programs when we're off the field. Because we'll say something about someone and ultimately it gets back to them. And it may have been said off the field at school or at another activity, but ultimately it comes back on the field at the next practice or the next game. And now it becomes a problem. 
So I think we have to be aware, and I think that it goes for everybody. We all need to be aware of what we say and what the ramifications are of what we say. You know, there was a time, and I don't completely disagree with this statement, but people have always said, actions speak louder than words. Yeah, I don't disagree with that statement, but... That doesn't mean that words and what we say don't matter because positive communication can be uplifting, can create a much more positive environment for your teammates and your team, right? Whereas negative communication and negative words can blow that whole thing up, right? Positive communication brings a group together. Negative communication fragments a group. So I'm asking coaches, players, parents, please be aware of what we're saying as much as we're aware of what we're doing, right? And just the way we communicate with each other. And one of the other things, and this will be the last thing I bring up, is it's okay for someone to provide corrective criticism. Right? I've had this happen a couple of times where as a coach I'll say, hey, we you know, we need to do a better job of doing this. We need to do, you know, we need to be, you know, into this, into that, you know, and I'll be directing that to a player and, and they'll turn around and give me a response. Well, I did that. I I didn't ask you a question. I didn't ask you for a response. I said, This is what needs to happen. Right? This is an action statement. This is what needs to happen. And, and I think sometimes people are really defensive and respond quickly to communication that they feel is negative in any nature. And sometimes negative communication can turn into positive communication if we use it properly. Right? And, and sometimes positive communication can become negative if it's not true. Right? We just are speaking fluff, but there's no substance to it. It can actually become a negative. So when we're talking about how we communicate, I think it has to be as much a part uh, of our program and our objectives, practice plans, everything we do as any of the other skill work we do. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball. Gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B and I want to thank you for listening and I hope everybody has a great day.